This is an RNZ podcast. You're listening to Morning Report. He'll never experience freedom again. The country's worst mass murderer, Brenton Tarrant, will never leave prison. His sentence of life without parole was greeted by the victims of the Christchurch mosque attacks with relief and tears. That was Morning Report on Friday, leading with the unprecedented sentence handed down in Christchurch for crimes unprecedented in this country. The front page of Christchurch's daily paper, The Press, that day had a stark two-word headline, Thank God. When it was all over in court on Thursday, the judge thanked the media for what he called dignified coverage of the sentencing. And some of the reporters in court that day had also had to report on the atrocity back on March the 15th last year. This week, they also had to tell the story of how Brenton Tarrant was held accountable for his crimes and confronted by his victims and their loved ones, as Hayden Donnell now reports. As the March 15 mosque gunman's court date approached, many people feared he would use his legal platform to preach hateful ideology. It had happened before. The Norwegian mass killer Anders Breivik used his 2012 trial as a pulpit for white supremacist dogma. At first, it seemed the Christchurch gunman had similar plans. He had sent his manifesto to political leaders and live-streamed his massacre on Facebook for maximum exposure. Media companies were wary of the killer using their outlets as a megaphone. The heads of TVNZ, RNZ, Stuff, MediaWorks and NZME all signed up to reporting guidelines aimed at limiting their coverage of statements or even hand gestures seen as championing white supremacist ideals. But worries persisted about what the gunman would say during sentencing, and they only grew more intense in July when he fired his lawyers and opted to defend himself in court. Though those concerns were justified, thankfully they didn't turn out to be realised. Throughout his four-day trial, the mosque gunman struck a mute, pathetic, and at times almost peripheral figure. The spotlight was fixed instead on his victim's living family and the people who had survived his attack as they spoke in often raw terms of the pain and loss his actions had inflicted. Ahad Nabi, whose father Haji Daoud Nabi was murdered at the Elnor Mosque, expressed anger. And coming back to this maggot, I would like to say that my 71-year-old dad would have broke you in half if you challenged him to a fight. But you are weak. A sheep with a wolf's jacket on for only 10 minutes of your whole life. A photo of Ahad Nabi giving the mosque gunman the fingers later went viral online. Sarah Qasem spoke about missing her murdered father Abdul Fattah's cooking, his laugh and most of all his voice. I want to hear him tell me more about the olive trees in Palestine. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear my dad's voice. My Baba's voice. The last victim to address the court, Hamima Tuyan, also turned to the domestic and seemingly mundane as she tried to put her loss into words. I miss my husband's cooking, his lame dad jokes, you, you smirk, his light snores in the night, a look that can calm me down. He was my imam, my bodyguard, my entertainer, 
my problem solver, my comforter, my best friend, and the people in my community would like me to say, my Erturu. You put bullets into my husband and he fought death. 48 days, 18 surgeries, until his last breath. Those following the trial were struck by how the dignity and manner of the survivors stood in stark contrast to the man whose actions they were addressing. This is what Stuff's Charlie Mitchell had to say. It's worth remembering the terrorist planned to plead not guilty so he could gleefully spread his ideals through the media. Instead, he has been rendered silent, pitiful, faceless. A husk further hollowed with every word spoken by his living victims. After the terrorist was sentenced to life in prison without parole, those living victims sat mostly silent for a time. They eventually emerged from the courtroom into a crowd of supporters who had congregated to clap and sing Waiata. RNZ's Conan Young spoke to Jesse Mulligan from the gathering. They've started coming out now. Um, a lot of the victims, those injured, uh, those who have lost loved ones. And, uh, yeah, it was just incredibly emotional scenes as they came out and put their hands in the air and thanked everybody, yelled across the other side, said, we are one. It was, uh, yeah, something else. Those scenes and the testimonies of the victims' families will likely be the enduring images from this week's trial. Rather than becoming a vehicle for white supremacist propaganda, it ended up amplifying the voices and stories of the people the March 15 gunman had tried to silence. This is a clip from outside the courtroom by Thomas Mead, who was one of the first reporters at the scene of the massacre. The people of Christchurch outside court as you stand, stand. to show their love as the sentence was handed down. They are rising above hate. In the end, journalists didn't have to deal with how to report responsibly on one man's hatred. Instead, they got to broadcast the righteous anger, resilience, compassion and ultimately love of a community. This is Elnor Mosque Imam Gamal Fuda speaking to media after justice was done. We represent love, compassion, Muslim and non-Muslim, people of faith and no faith. That is us, New Zealanders, and we are very proud that we are Muslims in New Zealand and will continue to serve this country and no punishment again is going to bring our loved ones back. Hayden Donnell reporting. Last Wednesday, before the sentencing concluded, we took a look at how conditions imposed by the court to minimise the risk of traumatising the victims even further influenced the reporting of what happened in court in Christchurch this week, and not just here, but all over the world. That was in this week's Midweek Media Watch on The Lately Show with Karen Hay here on RNZ National. If you missed it, it's on the Media Watch page of the RNZ website, and you'll also find it in our podcast feed. Just look for the title, Midweek Media Watch, Justice Seen to be Done.